Welcome back, Christmas Day. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas Eve. I hope you had a lot of ham and you know the good stuff. What do you eat in your families during the Christmas? We eat a combination of Swedish and Finnish foods, and uh, we eat a lot. So that's what we do. Okay, so we eat ham and we eat something we called uh, boxes. Okay, you know, carrot box, uh, potato box. So these are really good. So those are Finnish things. Comes from the Finnish traditional Christmas table. And then we have the Swedish ones that are meatballs and you know sausages and then we also eat a lot of uh, fish and uh, egg and uh, all this good stuff. So we've been eating a lot, we've been celebrating Christmas with a family, with extended family, with my uh, my husband's brother, with his family, my mother-in-law, of course our kids and so on, so it's been a blast. Alright, so since it is Christmas and we've been unboxing a lot of gifts, well not me personally but the kids have okay we had this you know gift ceremony as most families do and we've been unboxing a lot of packages and uh, I wanted to talk about unboxing your services today and I want to particularly ask you this do you think it is difficult to decide what you are going to offer for your target group Is that difficult for you? Because let me tell you, this is something that what I can see the most, one of the most difficult decisions that small business owners, entrepreneurs face when they really have to go down into the focus mode and deep what exactly we're going to offer for our target group. Let's talk about it. Okay, so we believe that in order to position your company, which we believe is one of the most important strategies going into the new years, you must be able to position your company as the company in your niche, your industry, the company that is doing that thing that you're doing the best ways, okay? Something that will make you stand out from the sea of, you know, thousands and thousands of other service providers, other other companies who are doing seemingly similar things, okay? So you need to position your company as the market leader. And even though it might feel right now that, well, we're not market leaders, come on, there are huge companies who are doing the same things like we do. How can we be market leaders? We're not that big yet. I can tell you it has very little to do with the size of your company and very much to do with the focus, the specific focus areas that you have, you decide to focus on in your business. And of course, also how you actually position your company as the market leader. So I want you to think about this. You must focus on a very specific service to a very specific target group. And I know there's a lot of specifics here right now, but it's really, really crucial that you get very, very specific on what is it that you do, for whom, and why they should care about your thing. Okay, so when you are growing your company, it is always, always uh, more profitable for you and more fun as well for you for many reasons to have clients who come back to you. Okay, it is much more easier and much more cheap for you to sell your services to companies who already have been making some kind of a business together with you, already have been buying your services. Okay, so it's always more profitable to get your clients to come back for more. And that is why you wanted to think about the essential model for how you can guide your clients to the next level of engagement with your company. 
And when we're looking at essential models, I'm not saying that you should have something very, very cheap or very low price to start with. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you have to have a model in place where you can create a plan for your clients so that they keep coming back when they, you know, their needs will increase and their, their needs will advance. They know that they can come back to your company for more. So how can I decide what exactly am I going to offer for our client group? Okay. So first I want you to ask yourself, what is it that you do best? So what is your profession? You know, if you've been through any schooling, education, formal education or less formal education, you know, academical studies or whatever, what is it that you do best? What is your expertise? What is your area of expertise? Also ask yourself, what do you enjoy the most? You know, there could be a lot of things that you could be doing. But then again, maybe you don't really enjoy doing all of them. And because it is like that, we really need to do things that we really enjoy doing, the ways we enjoy doing for the people we enjoy working with in order it all to work for us and for them. So I want you to think about what is it of all these different experiences, all these different you know, skills that you have that you really enjoy doing the most. And the second question is, of course, what can you get paid for? Like, what do you get paid for today? If you're working in corporate, do you have some skill, which I guess that you have if you, if you are, you know, employed by a corporate or any kind of organization, you have a skill that you get paid for today. Now that skill, if you enjoy doing that, and there are already people who are paying for that thing, maybe that is something that you should look for and package that as your main offer and where is the biggest need in your industry now, i'm going to give you an example here so let's say for example you are running an interior design company and you have hard timing selling your services because let's be honest maybe you're living in the area where people don't invest in getting that kind of service for example, I'm in Sweden and uh, Swedes are very design interested and also very scrappy when it comes to the home decors. So the market, for example, for interior design is absolutely not the same as it is, for example, in the US, where everybody seems to have their own interior decorator, interior designer as one of the like a pool of people who they call to when they need to have that kind of service. So the market here is not similar. So even though you're really, really good at what you do, it really doesn't mean that you actually have a market who wants to buy your services. Then you need to start thinking about, so what can I sell within this area of expertise? And where can I sell? It can also happen that actually where you live right now, there's no market, but you want to do this. Then you need to take your business to somewhere else. This could be online. This could be to some other areas or do something where the money is, where the actually clients are paying for this service. So let's say, for example, you are living in the area where there's a lot of people buying holiday homes. You know, maybe this is a good opportunity for you thinking, okay, the people who live here permanently, they don't need my services, but the people who don't live permanently here, they want help to renovate, decorate, design the holiday homes and taking care of these holiday homes. And it's really difficult for them to do that because they're not there. They're living in somewhere else. So for example, maybe 
you are in a very beautiful location somewhere, Mediterranean, and your customers, you see that a lot of people who are living in the Nordics or in UK or somewhere else, and they want to buy their vacation homes in that area where you are. And while you think first that, well, I am going to serve locally, maybe that locally means that the people actually are living in places like Stockholm, Helsinki, London, and they need your help to decorate the homes where you are at because you are there and you can provide a service. So I think this is really important to listen to the needs of the target market and understand that the target market, the demographics can be somewhere else. And the need can be something else that you first thought it could be. Okay. When you're trying to decide what you're going to offer, you first have to look at what is it that you do best? What is it that you enjoy doing best? What do you want to do? And how do you want to do that? Can you get paid for that? If there is nobody paying for that thing, maybe you shouldn't go to that. You need to continue designing your idea so that there actually is a market who is going to pay for that service. Okay, then after that, you will move on to looking at who is the person you're going to serve. It doesn't matter if you're serving corporates or small companies or consumers. There's always a person inside of this uh, demographics where the, the actual people are buying services from you. So, for example, if it's in corporate, then there is probably the marketing manager or the CEO or the human resources manager or the uh, whoever who has that particular need of that particular service that you provide so you need to know who that person is okay if you're serving small business owners then you need to understand how they think what a ceo of a small company thinks what they need and of course if you go to consumers who is it is it a woman or man or both is it uh, you know youngsters elder people um who is it that you're serving? That's the demographics. The next question you need to understand is the psychographics. What do they want? What do they like? What do they need? What do they read? Where do they get their information? Where do they hang out and these things? That you can go very deep into the needs of this person. What they really want to get solved in that area where you are going to launch your service or improve your service. So one client profile, you need to have a name for this person. I think it's a really good exercise to really decide who this person is. Give her or him, or him a name, uh, personality, needs, desires, and then really understand where she is with her life, with the decisions, what kind of budget she has, what kind of uh, authority she has over the decision making. Is she in a hurry? If not, maybe you have to redesign your services so that it's actually solving something that people want to get solved right now. Okay. So this one person has one need and your job is to solve it. So now don't overcomplicate this because there's a big difference between thinking about the different features that you're going to offer to this person and the actual result that you're providing. You see, when person has a need, for example, I 
just purchased myself a vacation home in Spain. I need it decorated, I need it renovated, I need it done so that when we come down we have a beautiful holiday home. That is my only need. The only result I want is that now I have this crappy home and I want it to have a beautiful home so make it happen. Okay, that would be my need if I was in that particular mode of buying that service. Now, of course, a lot of things that you do, the features of your services, there are a lot of things that goes into, for example, creating a beautiful home. I know that. I work with a lot of interior designers and I've been working in that industry for a long time before I started Avenue. But it's really important to understand that you have one service, one signature service that you provide for these customers and clients of yours, and then you have different features in that service. These features will solve different problems, different ways, different stages during this journey of getting to that result that you provide. But you must be very, very clear that you have a service that is specifically tailored to solve a problem of that specific person's needs, accounting needs, legal needs, you know, growth engineering needs. And then the features that you design to be included in your service, those are very unique to you. Okay. So the next question is, should I ask my customers what they need? And my answer is, well, sometimes, yeah, sometimes, no. Sometimes if you ask the specific customers or clients of yours, what do you need? You might get a response that you know that is actually not what they need. So for example, we are in the service of service packaging, marketing, and uh, systems engineering. And we serve small business owners, small companies who want to get serious with the growth. And we have different features in our services. Now, if we would ask many of our clients, what do you need? They would say, well, we need more social media. And I know, because I've been working in this industry for years, <laughs> I started blogging in 2008, that was a long time ago. I know that social media is not what they need. But if they would decide, they would say, oh, I need social media, more social media. I know as a professional, I know, no, you don't need social media. You need to have a system, you need to have a system to build a sales and marketing infrastructure that is aligned with the revenue profit goals that you have. And social media, it could be part of it, but that's not what you need. That is really not what you need. Maybe you need it, but when we work with our clients, we usually, we notice this. They say, I need to have this. I need to have a really good structure for Instagram. I need to have a good structure for creating Facebook ads. And we say, yeah, but not right now. What you really need is something very, very different, okay? So that's why I wouldn't advise that you should ask your clients straight, what is it that you actually need? Because they might not know. Then again, of course, you need to have a really good understanding of what are the real needs of these customers and clients of yours, who you want to service, so that you can create an offer that is easy to sell, easy to market, and uh, easy to grow, and of course, easy to service to your customers as well. That is what you need to do. We talked about this, you know, we talked about should I go with my passion? You can go back a few episodes when I talked about the passion thing and should I go with my passion? And my, you know, very strong opinion is that no, not necessary. I mean, 
Focus on the needs of a specific person you want to service. Once you have decided in what industry, what is your talent, what is your unfair advantage, what is the thing that you do really, really well, and you can imagine yourself doing even more, going deep into that service. So then focus on the specific needs of a person who is representing that customer base, that target client of yours. What is her name? What are her demographics? What kind of needs she has? What kind of fears and frustrations she has? And what kind of dream goals she has also that are, of course, related to the thing that you do? And then decide how can you the best most effectively service this client to get to those results. And I'm not saying the cheapest, but I'm saying the best, most efficient ways to get that result to this person. Okay. And then you create an offer that does exactly that. Okay. It has to communicate exactly that. You have the need. I have the solution. Let's go. Okay. So this is an episode about how to decide what should I offer to my customers. Tomorrow, we're going to continue with the same topic. We're going to talk about whether explaining what you do is difficult for you and how you can make it simpler, make it easier and why you should make it simpler. Okay. So we're going to talk about how to explain exactly what you do so that the people understand and why that is so, so important. So Tina Villian here, welcome to the Avenue Christmas show. My name is Tina Villian. I'm the founder of Avenue Consulting Group here in Sweden. And I wanted to wish you a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. And I will talk to you tomorrow again. Okay, have a nice day. Bye.